Knock Nation, it's the Radical Redhead Cole Phillips, and I want to welcome you to another episode of No Ordinary Church Girl Candid Conversations on Love, Pain, and Everything in Between with yours truly. Trying to make it Monday far from ordinary. So let's get into it. So, family, I know you've heard me say a name that I hadn't said much before, and that is Knock Nation. So I want to take a brief moment to explain the name so you know why I'm saying it. Okay. So as you already know, I consider us family. I say that a lot. What's up, family? Or hey fam and all that, right? But if you've been rocking with me for a while, you know that I like to give titles to my tribe. Now that is not because I'm big on titles to validate me or validate anyone. Not at all. What I am saying is that uh, back in the Bible form days, a name meant something. So you weren't named just to be a name. Your name had power. Your, your name actually empowered you to do whatever you were called or created to do. So the name holds true with us today. Knock Nation is a representation of No Ordinary Church. So if you think about No Ordinary Church, girl, right? So Knock Nation, No Ordinary Church. So as a listener and a supporter of this movement, um, it will be and always will be um, to break the rules and rhetoric that many have been burned by within religion. So when I think about what this vision is, and like I said, this, this movement is always going to be about just that, breaking the rules and rhetoric that many have been burned by within religion, and then offer up the raw principles of God's word through real and relevant topics in today's society. So, so that, so that, you like that? I couldn't even talk because I'm so passionate about what I got to say today. Okay, sorry. So <laughs> I, I really hope you enjoy uh, being a part of Knock Nation. Real talk, um, no ordinary church is what I feel we are. We're going to go out here. We're going to make change and enjoy, and I'm, I'm going to enjoy, honestly, having you uh, being a part of it. So let's go change the world, shall we? Now, but before we do that, you know, it's time for some... Last week's news you most certainly won't use. That's right. We've got a little bit of news you most certainly won't use, or you may use. I don't know. But then I think we got some that you actually could put to good use. Italian Stallion, how you doing? I'm doing well. How about yourself? You know, he paused, y'all. I just want y'all to know when I said, Italian Stallion, how you doing? He kind of you know, then he said, he's, well, you, you probably didn't catch it. Well, I had it, to get I, my voice right. Is that what it was? Yeah. Whatever. Got to get the radio voice on. Whatever. You know how it goes. Your radio voice is always on. I can't be just like this. Well, please don't. I'll be like, hey, guys. a little confusing. <laughs> I can't even mock you because it sucks. No. <laughs> oh, man. So how was your weekend? Talk to me. I got lots, but I want to hear from you first. What's going on? That was it. Was good, you know. Last week was good. Super busy, very productive. That's that's all I asked for in my days. Is good. Productive is you good. know, productivity is, is the story to success. I like a progressive man. Hey, that's you right. Know? Move forward, please. But I, I, I do have I do have a, a pet peeve that I want to get off my chest. Please if, do. If if that's okay, I'm fine with it. All right, cool. So, in a relationship, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I think, and I've experienced that. All right. Let me rephrase. Okay. Let me get this right. Go ahead. Because what I want to talk about is that you've heard of love languages, correct? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a huge bit of a relationship. I Mm, think that's, I mean, that's a very strong portion of understanding a relationship and how to succeed in a relationship and how to be very, do very well in one. Yeah. But in a relationship, whenever you have a love language of your own and you know it, but you decide to not pay attention to the other's love language. Mm-hmm. Happens a lot. Right. Right. But then you try to to 
give them the, your love language and think it's going to fix it mm-hmm. and then not fix it. Mm-hmm. And I think in, in, in relationships, that, that, that's very selfish because it all goes back to listening. And it's not yeah. just listening to the spoken word off the lips of your partner. Right. It's listening to the body language and listening to the unspoken words from your partner. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So I think that it was it was on my mind that it's just like you 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 have to listen not only to the spoken word but you have to listen to the body language. I mean, you have to listen to what's going on you know, on that unspoken side, on that yeah. and that 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 chemistry side, that that aura around your partner. Whenever you do certain things, pay attention to that. Yeah. I think it can be very detrimental yeah. to a relationship if you can't pay attention to what works for them. I agree. You know, it's like training. I mean, it literally is. You have to train yourself to understand your partner, and if you don't, then there's no there's no real point. Yeah. There's no real point in being in a relationship if you're not willing to adapt to their needs yeah yeah no i agree with you i'm gonna get on my soapbox but no no, i like it because i do a lot of that with my sons i know um i have some mothers who make their sons their husbands and uh it's a little um jaded right that's not seen that yeah you got to be careful with that but I am very intentional about how I love my boys because I know they're very different in how they receive. And so I can't just, I have two boys, but I can't treat them exactly the same. Sure. Right. And so with TJ, for example, TJ is a big uh, acts of service kind of guy. So he likes for you to show him love in terms of what you do and, and recognizing the things like the biggest thing hands down right now, mom has to be at every, whatever sport he's playing track me is what he's doing right now. And it was freezing yesterday. Thank God they canceled. I saw that on your story. Oh, Father. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Because I was like, are you kidding me? It says it feels like 27. It said 37, I think it was. It was cold. Oh, my gosh. And they canceled it, like, in the middle of the meet. I said, the Lord hears prayers because I was just, I was confused. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And Mama hates the cold, but I was out there because my baby needed to see my face and know that I'm there to support him or whatever it is. Like he needs to see you, see you there. Sean loves to have words of affirmation. Like you tell him that he is doing great. You tell him you're excited about the things he's doing. He wants you there, but the words of affirmation mean more to him. Of course. And so I've paid attention over the years and the responses of things that I do. And so I totally agree with you. It's that's, that's huge. That's a big part of a lot of successful relationships that I've seen is understanding. And all kinds of relationships. Absolutely. I mean, Best friends, exactly. uh, kids, yeah. partners. Yeah. Yep. I think that, you know, going back to the kiddos, you know, I've, I've, I've really tried. I'm super impatient with my kid because yeah, I have that problem too. I mean, we'll not, not to, a, yeah, not, not, not to a point of where yeah. it's like abusive. No, no, no. But to a point it. it's yeah. like, come on, come like on. I told you five minutes ago and they're like, I Let's was coming, but well, you're moving too slow. <laughs> but I think I finally <laughs> found a, uh, I think I finally found something for him to do sports-wise. All right. Because he is not quite gifted in the athletic ability department. Mm-hmm. He is highly intelligent, though. So he's, super, he's super smart. Yes. He's super smart. But super smart can't win sporting championships. <laughs> so I'm going to try one more sport. This is a dad who loves sports, obviously. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I really do. And I don't, you know, not for all the listeners out there, right. I don't care what he does. I just want him to choose something and go 100%. Yeah. That's the only that. thing. I don't care if it's ballet. Yeah. I don't care if it's, I want to build 
a snowman, yeah. but it better be the best dang like, snowman I mean, he can got make. Some technological stuff going exactly. on. Exactly. <laughs> but so I think I found it's golf. And that's right. so cool to me and because it's very my dad expensive. It, it is very expensive, but I've got a lot of stuff already because my dad taught me. Okay. And oh, that's so that's cool, though. Yeah, so cool. Like and he, you know, I went out I was so excited because he chose to be on the golf team. Yeah. On the middle school golf team. And he I went out last night, spent too much money on a bunch of stuff. I was just so excited. <laughs> yeah. More for me. No, but I, I get you know, it. but it was so cool. So I, I, I we, I'm working with him. Yeah, yeah. You know, and he's, he's, his swing is getting better. And I'm like, okay, this could that's be it. bonding for you it's, all. It though. is bonding and I think that's for awesome. Us. And I think that's what a lot of fathers, why sports for those that have sons that actually tap into that and and do well with it or whatnot or even just have a love for it, right? It's that moment that you guys find an even playing field to bond and then things can grow from there. Communication can expand from there. I, I, I get it. It's I get a very it. bonding activity. Yeah. For I mean, the camaraderie in sports mm-hmm. in any situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been to it. You know, you go to a sporting event and your team, you're cheering for the same person two rows over. Right. And... All of a sudden, you don't even know the person, but you're high five, and when yeah, they score, yeah. and it's it's the the I camaraderie totally of sports is so cool. Yeah, because no, people forget about the outside world, mm-hmm. and people focus on the love of a game, mm-hmm. or the love of a team, mm-hmm. or the love of just the the fan side of yeah, things. Yeah, the and community, like, the commonality exactly. of community. Yeah, absolutely. And that's so cool. I wish there was just more of that. Yeah, you know, unfortunately, we've we've this news we can't use is is it's going is turning into something. It's turning into you news should you can use. use. Absolutely, we need to make a that. new bike. I think a new so. Sound bike. Uh, you guys might have some new sound coming next week. You never know. Last week's news, you most certainly Will won't you? use, <laughs> but you may. Uh, there you go. Maybe. Look, look at there. Back think, to the show. I think you're gonna do it. You just did it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have um, so two things. The funny thing with TJ, so talking about sports, so we just wrapped up basketball and my baby, he's a baseball boy, hands down through and through. Baseball is his gift. I tell people all the time, I truly believe that God has anointed him in that uh, area of sports because he's just so talented. He's been afforded so much. And he was playing basketball and basketball just, it just wasn't flowing for him. Like he's, he's okay. He's not like rock star level, but he's okay. And one of the teammates and okay, so this is me being a mom. Okay, so nobody like come for me, but just know I am human. Okay, I'm not super spiritual to the point where I think I'm holier than holier. Okay, so let me just go here. Y'all allow me this. No ordinary church. Okay, nation. <laughs> I got to put all that in there Let's first. Go knock nation. You know. So my son tells me, I'm just ready for baseball. And I know TJ when he just like randomly blurts something, he he needs to get something off his chest. And in the past, I would overtalk him and start. Well, what is it? Well, what's going on? You know, and not give him a chance to just do it in his own timing. So I just say, okay. And then he starts telling me, he's like, yeah, little, I'm not going to say his name, but I do remember his name. But little dude on the team is like, man, you had like 20 turnovers. And he was just like really coming down on TJ. And TJ's like, I know I did, mom. And I didn't, I didn't have, I had one air ball and I knew it. I felt it when I released it and this, that, and the other. And I said, okay, son. So are you ready to move on? Like, cause you're still playing this in your head and you don't need to keep playing it in your head. This dude said it. And guess what? He's off doing whatever he's doing at home. He's not even thinking about you, but you're still thinking about what he said. Yeah. It just made me mad though, mom. And I said, well, can we go back to what you are truly gifted at? First of all, like you did this to pass time. Let's just be real. Isn't that what basketball is? He's like, well, yeah. I said, okay. So you did it because you like sports. You enjoy playing sports. You enjoy watching sports, but 
that's not your prime sport. Baseball is when you go on the baseball field, nobody can tell you anything unless they are a coach who can give you more and add to your skill. But no player can say, man, you're not doing this. You're not doing that. Cause you're like, no, I, I study this game inside and out. So unless you are better than me and you're going to educate me, but if you're on the same level or your skill set's a little lower than mine, get out of my face. I said, isn't that how you are? Uh-huh. Well, yeah. I said, okay. So let's go back to this basketball thing. You and I both know this is not your game. That's cool. You doing you're doing it to pass time. So that little twit, that's what I said, a little pipsqueak boy. So he's just mad because you're a good looking kid. He's fat. Yes, I said that. Yes, that's why I said give me I put all those waivers before I said what I said. <laughs> and that's okay. And I'm not <laughs> but, gonna blame anybody but, was, <laughs> but the uh support adultings in I, the I, I situations where these children are obese. By the way. Okay, goodbye. There you go. Because they are a child and you're feeding them. I'm just gonna go there. So if your child is three hundred pounds at twelve. Stop. Stop. Do something them. different. There you go. No more ho-hos. No, no more ding-dongs. No more that. Twinkies. None of that. Now, if they have a health issue, okay. That's different. I understand because that does so happen. So different. It does. But uh, the stuff we can control is time to be disciplined, right? So I'm not I'm not going to get on that too long, but it's, I did have a mom moment. I got well, defensive. It's FNR. What's FNR. Fat for no reason. Oh, there it is. Sorry. Go ahead. Back to your mom time. <laughs> but, you know, I start and, and, and I had to I was convicted because I had to deal with myself because, you don't attack a little kid. He didn't hear me. Obviously, it was between me and my son. And later I told my son, don't go over to school calling him, you know, any of this son. I was just a little emotional and upset because he attacked you. You know, you yeah. felt some kind of way. And so we dealt with it. But at the end of it all, I told him, I said, son, you know, your a game. You know what makes you great. And that ties into what I'm going to talk about today. But. Um, you know who you are. You know what makes you great. When people say stuff like that, you just got to let it roll off your back and keep it moving because they're always going to attack either things that they wish they had about themselves or things they don't understand. I said, so it's one or the other with him. You just let him be who he is and you get ready for your A game, which is baseball. And we're right around the corner for that. And so he's like, yeah, you know, he kind of shrugged it off. Next day, I'm good. Like, all right, yay. Sean, on the other hand, and then I'm going to shush. But um, Sean is Aladdin. Or he's genie in Aladdin. That's right. I remember that. Yeah. So here's what the awesome thing that happened last week. So I have a shout out to Ebony Marshall Oliver because she's the one who made this happen. Um, I got an inbox from her on Facebook and then because uh, she said, hey, I got I got something for you. And so she sent it to me. It was Major Attaway. Major Attaway is a very high, well, highly successful and acclaimed uh, Broadway actor. OK, so he's in Aladdin. He is the genie. He sends a message to Sean, like, you know, it's for Sean, because he's like, this is for Sean Pompey. We always have issues with the last name. No worries. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it's fine. It's the fact that he is a highly acclaimed, successful actor that literally sent him a message saying, break a leg, show him the magic, because if you show him the magic, they'll believe it's true. You know, all this kind of stuff. And I was like, I know, right? I'm the cool mom. Hey, <laughs> look what I did. So he was super excited. That's amazing. And, and then on top of that, um, we found out, of course, we've seen it already before he even found out he got the role that Will Smith is playing the genie in Aladdin that comes out right after his play is done. Nice. So I was like, hey, well, maybe we can get Will to say, hey, you know, maybe I'll tag him in something, see if he notices. So that was exciting. That, that was my week. But I got to wrap y'all up with this and then I'm really going to move on. But uh, I went to the club. Can you believe that? <gasps> I did. I know. Yeah, and that's where I'm going to leave it. <laughs> it was the most annoying experience. I actually do have a topic from it that we're going to talk about, and I'm going to give you guys a preview because we're still in our series, Glow Up, Giving Love with, giving love Objectively, excuse me, with Wisdom. And so 
let me just say we were at the club guy walks up to one of my girlfriends who was married there were three of us two who are not married one who is the married one gets approached by a gentleman who offers to be her side piece knows yeah offers it offers it like he handed her a card and say professional side piece he might as well got up in her face and was like yeah i see like acknowledge the fact that she was married in other words i see it but i want you to know that I'm a good side piece. Now, I can't say what he said because he said some other profane things as far mm. as what he called himself. But I was just so far removed from the fact that it it used to be so much focused about a side chick. But the fact that this man offered up to be her side dude and then tied it with, I'm real nasty too. Like I got so right. I wish you guys could see the Italian stallion's face when I said that. It was disgusting. I love when guys give guys such a good name like that. Oh my You know, gosh. I wish I had thought of that first. It was so annoying. When I tell you, I was like, I'm ready to go. And then just all the, the, the disrespect that was happening. You Men putting their hands on you, putting their hands on the small of your back. Excuse me, sweetheart. You didn't even have to touch me. All you had to do was just say, excuse me, sweetheart. I'd have moved. You know, I hate that move. I will tell you that, you know, I, I hate that. Just a feel for free, trying to get you a little feel on. I know what you're you doing. You know what's crazy? Women do the same thing. I know. I've like, seen I'll, that too. I'll, I'll be, and that's one of the biggest thing, like, one of the biggest things I hate about a lot of just this society today. A lot of my friends will go to the adult, the the gentlemen's clubs, mm-hmm. and I will not. Mm-hmm. I've never yeah, liked I've them. Never, I, I've, I've never liked been them curious ever. About it. Yeah, because no. you know the only times that I've ever gone was for like bachelor parties, and I'm just like, oh, I don't want to go because it's my best friend. Mm-hmm. I'm in the wedding, and it's like the bachelor party does not always have to be that. It's like almost that's the, you the should given. see me at one of those. <laughs> places i, I have my you. legs underneath the table i have i look You're like so unapproachable i'm so unapproachable people like oh do you want a massage no yeah no do not me. touch me yeah you have no permission right and it's like your hands are nasty it i don't even know what's on your hands right you know <laughs> I'm, I'm looking around and i'm saying gross i can only right. imagine what you are putting on me hello with your hands hello it's nasty hello. but in the bars and the clubs they do the same thing They'll walk up, oh, no, no. 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 How no, would you like not, it if yes. I touched you that way? Well, I, well you uh, can't. Well, you can't either. Yeah, I said, <laughs> I said, well, Jesus, if you were trying to let me know this is not my place, I am fully convinced now. Thank you for the I'm, sign. Uh, for real. I will not be entering another club. I won't. I just can't. So, guys, I thank you for listening to my therapy session. You know, I appreciate all of you for allowing me to do thank that. Thank God that's over. I didn't ask you, little girl. Little girl. Thank God that's over. And she still talk. See, y'all going to find, I, you know what? I'm going to move right into this topic because that little girl is about to bring out the side that I don't like people to see. You already heard earlier I'm calling people fat. Now, please understand. Okay, <laughs> I want to reiterate that I was in an emotional state. I went into mama bear. Um, if they were super skinny, I would have called them something like a stick or anorexia or something. I don't know. Okay, this is the side of me that we're going to talk about that I know is not healthy nor helpful, but it happened because I got emotional. So that's neither here nor there. So look here. <laughs> I want to move right into some Jesus because I feel like I need to. I think I've strayed a little away from him. And so I want to start with scripture to help lay the foundation of what I hope this topic will reveal to you. So Psalm 139, 14 says, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Now, this scripture was written during a time where King David, and many of you may have heard the story of David. David was the, the man after God's own heart, right? A lot of people love David's character within the Bible because he did so much junk 
junk, but yet was still blessed by God. But you need to understand that there, God is a just God. So although, you know, he was fair, he is fair and just. So just because he was acting a fool didn't mean that he wasn't going to be held accountable to it because he was. And so during this scripture, um, there was this time where his kingdom, like he was li literally dealing with hell within his own kingdom. It was just chaotic. And a lot of this was the manifestation of the things that he had done and also the things he had allowed in his kingdom. So he's saying this to encourage himself and to remind himself of who he is and what God made him to be, despite what he decided to do or decided to be a part of. Uh, another scripture I want to use as a foundation of what we'll talk about today. Ephesians 2 and 10, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Now, this was written in Ephesians. The book of Ephesians was written by Apostle Paul. Paul was specifically assigned to the Gentiles to basically we're all Gentiles. So for those of you who um, are new to the Christian faith or just learning about the Christian faith, we are considered Gentiles, meaning that we were not um, God of God's bloodline, if you will, Jesus' bloodline being Jews. So we were adopted into the bloodline by way of um, him being crucified and, and laying on the, or excuse me, dying on the cross and of course rising from uh, the dead after three days. So we'll get into all that another time during Easter. I got something for you. But my point is, is that Paul was assigned to the Gentiles to begin to help the church and the believers of the faith to continue to grow. And this is where he's reminding them of what they were created to do, which was good works and, and God prepared in, in advance what they were prepared to do and what they've created to do. Both these scriptures are helping you to identify how God made you, how you should look at yourself, um, how you should feel about yourself, and really um, begin to understand the giftings that live within you. And so I want to go there because I desire to talk about self-awareness. Self-awareness. We talk a lot about self-love, right? Um, but do we really talk about what it is to be self-aware? And that's what I want to talk about. Self-awareness. I know you love yourself, but do you know yourself? Because you can love yourself, but not know yourself. And you push a lot of people away because you're so full of yourself. <laughs> so um, I want to talk about that in, in two different elements. First, let's talk about self-love. Y'all know I like to Google stuff, right? So self-love under Google says regard for one's own, own well-being and happiness, chiefly considered as a desirable rather than narcissistic characteristic, meaning basically that you know you, right? You, you love yourself and you focus on the happy side of things. And I look at it as what do you do to take care of you? How do you ensure your spirit is well? And who helps you stay the course of life when life gets dark? So who are you surrounding yourself when life isn't so grand? And how do they help you get out of that space? Because it's great to have people around you that, you know, life is great and it's always great. And when they're around, it's great. But what happens when life is not great, great, not so great, not so good? Where are they? Right. And so that's how I look at self-love. How do you build back up what may have been lost through a situation. Now let's look at self-awareness, conscious knowledge of one's own character, feelings, motives, and desires. So when you think about self-awareness is how well do you know you? And that's really what I want to focus in on. How well do you know you, the great and the opportunities? I like to say opportunities over bad, right? Because we all have opportunities and some are harsher than others, but we all have opportunities because we're not perfect. So let me start with myself. I know I'm a very charismatic individual. I know that I try my best to live my life in a level of high integrity. I also know that I'm fun to be around. I know that I'm a conversationalist. I'm very easy to talk to. Uh, people tend to tell me that quite a bit. I'm hardworking. I'm non-judgmental. I try to do my best not to judge. 
because I've seen enough life to know, be careful what you put your finger on. You never know when it's pointing back at you and in your own life, right? Um, I'm strong-willed. I know that about myself. If I, I set my sights on something, I'm going to see it come to pass. And until it comes to pass, I'm going to see to it that I stay to it until it does. So those are some things I know that are good about me. If someone was to partner with me or someone was, was to interact with me, I believe those are characteristics that they're easily going to be drawn to and enjoy being a part of. But then there's a side of me that I know are my opportunities. I am short tempered. You guys just heard me talk about don't come for my baby because don't come for us unless you have been came for. Okay. You know, so careful because I cut you and I just showed you I've got a mouth. I have capabilities. <laughs> I can talk for a reason. So I, I know that about myself. It doesn't take much to set that off. That ties into being impatient, right? I have certain ways about me that don't allow me to be patient. I've grown, but I still have that struggle of impatience. And then I know I can be very blunt. I can tell people stuff and it's like, and then I'll look at them like, what? What's wrong? You didn't like what I said? <laughs> And they're like, no, could you have not said it another way? Something I say, and I said early on, honestly, since um, we started this show, is that I'm the person who's going to give it to you straight with no chaser, right? So for all of those who have partaken in the spirits in the past and know what I mean by a chaser, that just means that you soften it up, right? And so I, um, I'm not that person. And I know that about myself. So I'm very self-aware. When you are self-aware, guys, you are less likely to fall for pitfalls or traps by people who are preying on you because you already know certain things about yourself. So if they say, oh, my gosh, you're just you are, you operate in such a level of high integrity. I, I respect that. You're not flattered by it. You appreciate that they acknowledge it and they see it. But you're not like, oh, oh, my goodness. Thank you so much. You know, I, I'll tell you something that was said that's absolutely true um, by our guest um, about a couple weeks ago. TC when he said that a man within the first three minutes or so can identify whether or not he's going to entertain you or if he's going to invest in you. And it has a lot to do with compliments, how they compliment your what they deem is part of your character. I believe that's the case in all things. That's not just dating. That's not just men. That's just in anything. If people can identify what sets you ablaze, guess what? They're going to stay to it if they're looking for a way to profit off of you, right? Um, if they're looking for a way to really partner with you, they're going to speak to the value you and they may even pull things out and say you know have you noticed you've done this you tend to do this when you have this happen and it's kind of creating this problem for you and they offer a solution those are the type of people I want in my life people who offer solutions that don't give me problems I'm not hiring anybody I'm not partnering with, with anyone that brings more problems than solutions if what sense does that make <laughs> Life is full of challenges. Why would I invite you into my life to bring more challenges? That makes absolutely no sense, right? And so when you are self-aware, guys, and you know what you bring to the table, you also know what you bring to the table that, that may not be so um, inviting or <laughs> encouraging, you are more apt to function well. And then the self-love really is all about how do you take care of you? You know, we talked earlier about being healthy. I am very big on making sure my sons understand. Yeah, I know you're a kid and a lot of people say, oh, you know, let them eat that. They're kids. It doesn't affect them. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Because you're building habits, regardless of how their body bounces back or how quickly their body uh, responds. You are building a habit, though. And so when they become grown and I'm no longer in charge of what they eat, I'm no longer in charge of when they wake up or when they should go about their day. Guess what? Whatever I instilled in, in them is what's going to pour out of them. And so self-love is really about how do you pour into yourself? How do you continue to ensure that you are happy 
and you're not relying on someone else to make you happy. And this is the the tuggle or the the struggle, I would say, the um, tug of war. I couldn't tuggle. You like that? Struggle and tuggle. I put them together. And I tried to cover it up, but I just being me, I just couldn't handle it. I had to say something to it. But I digress. Anyhow, <laughs> that was funny. That made me laugh. But there is a struggle, right? There's a struggle between self-love and self-awareness. The more you are aware, and I say it this way, what makes you tick what's great about you, what's good about you, what you bring to the table versus what makes you ticked, what sets you off, what takes you out of character, what can corrupt you, you are less likely to become prey to people who just want to profit off of you. I can't stress that enough. And so here's where it gets to be so important that you learn not to be judgmental. Although you may be able to spot something on someone else, nine times out of 10, if you can spot a flaw in someone else, it's because you've dealt with it, you've been exposed to it, you, you've done something with it. Okay, and you may argue that with me all day long, but you cannot cite what you have not had insight into. And I'm just going to leave it there. Matthew 7, 1 and 5, got another scripture for you to help remind you the importance of knowing yourself, but also be mindful of how you infect others with how you are aware of them. (laughs) Judge not that you may not be judged. For with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. I call that what many say karma. Okay. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? In other words, how can you point out to me what's wrong with me when you have stuff going on with you, but yet you haven't addressed you? That's the self-awareness, right? Oh, I love me. That's great. How are you taking care of you and how are you dealing with the things that you struggle with as well? So it goes on further to say, or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye where there is the log in your own eye. You hypocrite first take the log out of your own eye and then you will see clearly to take the speck out out of your brother's eye. So basically that scripture is telling you before you feel that you have the authority to tell someone what they need to do to change their life, make sure you're doing it for yourself. Right. Make sure you're taking full account. You're taking full inventory of the things that you need to continuously focus in on. Um, Something that I do and I encourage anyone is first, I pray every single day. What do I need to do today that gets me closer to fulfilling my purpose? I do not want to leave this earth not having fulfilled my purpose and left a legacy for it to continue. That's that's what I feel I've been called and created to do. This is a part of it. And there's other things that I do that I feel aligns with that purpose. So I wake up every day. What do I need to do today that gets me closer to that that destination? And then whatever I'm evolving into, what do I need to do today that gets me closer to whatever it is I need to accomplish? And so when you are when you are very careful and mindful of how you judge others and also how aware you are of what you bring to the table and what you bring to the table that can help versus uh, as, as well as hinder, you're less likely to judge, guys. It becomes real easy not to judge somebody. It's real easy to close your mouth <laughs> uh, before you put your mouth on anybody when you realize I got work to do, too. Right. And so when you find yourself able to point out others flaws but will not address your own, how Have you really grown? Have you really grown is the question you should be asking yourself. And in my opinion, I got to tell you, I'm going to say you ain't done much (laughs) because if you're always pointing your fingers at others, but you haven't dealt with you, you you really need to do some self um, inventory, if you will. So we all fall short in something. And I would venture to say it happens on a regular. But my question to you today is, will you face it? Will you fight with it and have the faith to believe you can be better in the future for it by dealing with it? your it, whatever your it is. 
And only you know what you struggle with behind closed doors that nobody else knows about. Or the few that do, you know, they try to encourage and empower you and, and help you move past it or get through it and grow from it. But only you at the end of the day can deal with it and, and conquer it. Because love of self is great, but when you are not aware of self, you fall prey to many a thing, push many people away that are purposeful and live a very phony as well as isolated life. And I don't want that for any of you. So have self-love, but also be self-aware, both of the great and the opportunities that exist within you. It will do wonders for your soul, folks. So Nog Nation, that's our time for today. My goal in this particular talk is to challenge you to not only look within yourself and have self inventory and really start to be aware, but also, you know, continue to practice that self-love, but also talk to a friend, talk to a friend and have them help you and you help them be better in both love and awareness of self, because that's what this life is all about, helping each other grow to be great. Now, remember, the conversation can continue. Just hit me up with your questions and or comments by dropping them in my DM on Facebook at I am Cole Phillips. That's I am C-O-L-E-P-H-I-L-I-P-S or on Instagram, No Ordinary Church Girl, and I just might answer them during our next episode. Also, don't forget to follow No Ordinary Church Girl on Instagram, where behind the scenes and after the show videos and pics will be found. Until next time, may your Monday be far from ordinary and your week manifest into God's best. Love you.